Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. I have another handout for the ushers, and this is basically the outline for what the series that we have been doing, Create Your Story, and so we're going to hand out a copy to everybody, and so I'm going to kind of do a very quick review going over it, and um, then we're going to get right into the finale of it today, and so we are very excited, and I pray, I've heard a lot of really positive feedback from people that have been journaling and discovering things about themselves and getting more clarity and where they're going. And so it's been really, really, really good. And so we really appreciate all of those that have responded. Um, But I am going to just do a quick review and then we're going to get into the lesson today. And again, I like, I love this scripture. I'm just going to read part of it out of Psalms 139, 13 to 17. But it says, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. And so, again, God has our story. You're already written. He has a plan and a purpose for our yes, lives, does. and it is a good one. And uh, all our purpose is obviously twofold. Uh, it is, it's to build God's kingdom. That's part of our purpose. And the other is to uh, fulfill a, ser- a service in our community or in, or in the world. And so you're, either, you're called to do something that's going to help uh, society function and function well. And then also our foundation must always be built on loving God and loving others. So whatever we're called to do, it has it's always on a foundation. And if it's not on that foundation, it won't last. But it's on loving God first and then loving others. And uh, a, a good way to, to discover what your destiny is, to create a journal, which will include the following things. List all the positive characteristics of anything you can do well. Divide them into the four categories. I'm just kind of going through what we've handed out. Character qualities, roles you have, things you'd like to do and do fairly well and then things you do better than most others and so this is important because it helps you discover the gifts you have the talents you have Mm -hmm. and not just we all have lots of things we can do but we only have a few things that we do really 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 well and usually your destiny has to do with your talents and then it also has to do with your life and so um, it's important that we understand you know uh but our life is, you know, what we've come through. Our, our qualities have to be divided into four areas, character qualities, roles that we have, things we like to do. I think I said that already. Also, anyway, make a list of weaknesses also you have. And then write down things like what makes you sad in this world. You know, if you could change anything about the world, what would it be? What makes you happy? What do you dream about? Then make a plan to grow stronger and overcome your weak areas because you can only go as far as your character is good. Uh, Write down pivotal moments in your life, whether good or bad, things that uh, are life-changing for you or lessons that you've learned that really impacted you. And then create a plan, Habakkuk 2.3. You know, it tells us that the vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. Uh, It may seem slow in coming, but wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Write down a list of things you need to do to get there. 
whether it's education or lessons or jobs or getting a mentor or, you know, what is it you need to do? Uh, your purpose is always connected with others. So join the right team. Have the right people in your life. Um, connect with key people that will help you get there because you cannot do it alone. Put boundaries up with uh, the people that could hinder you from getting there. And then today we're going to be talking about the things we need to expect from ourselves, from others, and from God. And then enjoy the journey. One other thing, because I, I forgot to put on this, and you can write it down if you like. Make every day your masterpiece. Remember that today matters yep. and that you need to plan in Try. every day things that will help you get to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And that's very, very important. Good. So we're going to start with today, and that's expect. And we need, there's three different areas of expectation. The first one is what do we expect from ourselves? See, in order to get where we want to go, there's things we have to do. You can't just have a vision and a dream and sit there and do nothing. If I want to go to Florida today, which I would love to do, but I won't be, um, but if I did want to go, I would have to have a plan how to get there. You know, I would have to, you know, so, you know, stake it all out, like figure out how much does it cost, where am I going to go, how am I going to go, all of that stuff. So you need your plan, and you need to start to execute your plan. I could plan something. I could do all the right things. I could book the airline tickets. I could do all that. But then if I sit there and do nothing, I'm not executing the plan, right? I need to move forward and do something with that plan. And that means, so what is it we do? Obviously, we need to prepare ourselves education-wise uh, to improve, learn. You know, if we, have a, if we have a desire to do a certain job, you need to take courses and get the education you need to do that. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you really want to sing, then you need to take singing lessons. So you need to do whatever it is you need to do. Uh, develop your gift, you know, and be around people that will help you get there. And, um, but along with that, and this is most important, is you need to actively serve in the kingdom of God. Because you want God working with you. And sure. God is all about building his kingdom. So you need to stand on the word and his promises for you. And so it's so easy to get sidetracked. It tells us in 1 Timothy 4, 7, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tale. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Now this is really important because the more godly you are, the further you will go. And, and that's just a fact. You know, the more we're godly, and what does it mean to be godly? It means to be like God. And, that, and we have to train ourselves. We don't wake up automatically and act like God. You know, we don't automatically act out righteousness. We have to learn. We have to train. We have to grow. We have to know what, what it means to be godly. We have to know God's word. And then we have to train ourselves. And I'll just use an example in my own life. Um, I'm very, very good. Some things we're really good at. And I love journaling, so I'm really good at getting up and reading my scriptures and writing them out and, you know, going over them. And, um, and there was a time when, like, I'm, I'm getting a lot better at it, but how many know that sometimes we do better and then all of a sudden something happens and we don't do as well in, in, a, in something in life? And so when it comes to in the morning praying, sometimes I pray, but I don't pray as much or the way I really want to because I run out of time. And, um, you know, in the morning you're busy. And I'm a morning person. Now, you don't have to pray in the morning, but you need a time set aside to pray. But for me, I often would find myself um, lacking in that area where I just really didn't get that quality time that I, I should have had because I was busy doing other things. And so I really sought God and said, and this is where the training comes in, because we have a trainer, the Holy Spirit, right. who will help us, you know, get there in areas of our lives where we're maybe falling short. And so what happened to me anyway, I got to a point where I was really struggling in this area because I just never seemed to have enough time. 
And so I went and really pressed into God and said, God, what is wrong? What am I doing wrong? What's going on? And a word, he, instantly a word popped in my, in my spirit, and it was the word distracted. You get distracted. And I'm like, what do I get distracted by? And basically, it all boiled down to my cell phone. Because for years, I didn't have, you know, years before the cell phone came out, when I read the word, I read it out of a Bible, out of a book. When I picked this up, I kept getting distracted by other things on it. And so not only would I just do my Bible reading, but I would do that, but then I'd check Facebook, and then I'd check Instagram, and then I'd check my voicemails, and then I'd check this, and I'd check that, and next thing you know, my time's gone, right? And Pastor Dave, you know, he told me something this morning. He said, you know, the woman in, there was a couple women in the Bible that got messed up by cell phones too. And he said, Eve had an apple, and Delilah had Samson. <laughs> Just joking. And uh, thought I'd throw that out. But um, only Pastor Dave, right? And uh, so, so basically, though, what God told me to do, he said, I don't want you to pick up your phone until after you've prayed. Do that first. Don't go near your phone. Just spend time with me, and then you can pick up your phone and do the other stuff. And so that made a difference. See, sometimes it's little things that God knows, but we don't see it. We don't see why, you know, why is this not working out the way I want it to. So we need to train ourselves to be godly. And whatever that means for you, whatever time you choose to pray, it doesn't matter. But that's my time. And I know that if I don't get, get time with God first thing, then it keeps getting pushed back. And I don't get, get it on. And so that's where we really need to understand. God wants us to succeed. He she wants does. us to succeed. I'm going to read one more scripture and then uh, Pastor Rick can take it from there. But 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27 says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. And athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize. They will fade away. That will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. See, we have to purpose. We have to purpose. That's why it's so important to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you don't have direction, and you don't have purpose, and, and you'll get sidetracked. It says, I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I'm not just randomly living my life. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So we need to train ourselves to do the things that we should do to get to where we want to go. It's where you want to go. It's where God has purposed and planned for you. It's the destiny he has for you. It's what he's written in his book about you. But you know what? If you just sit back and do nothing and just let life happen and just whatever goes on, you won't get there. But he's designed you and equipped you and made you for a specific reason. And you need to be active and, and, and do that. And he's called you to do good works. He's called you to help the people in your sphere of influence, the people that in your life, whether people you work with or neighbors or friends or relatives. And, and, and he's given you gifts and whatever that means that you need to do, whether it's encouraging them, whether it's spending time with them, or whether it's blessing them in some way or serving them, whatever it is you've called to do, you need to do what you can do to who you can. We can't all help everybody, but we can all help the people in our life. And we can all serve. If God's called you to this church, he hasn't called you to serve in another church. He's called you to serve in this church. 
And there's something here that, for you to do. And, and so you activate <coughs> and expect from yourself to do the things that you need to do in order to do what God has called you to do. Expectations release a powerful spiritual force inside of our life, whether it's good or whether it's evil, it releases an incredible spiritual power inside of our life. And the scriptures even speaks of it as hope. When it speaks of hope, it's not just a wishing, it's not just hoping things are going to work out, but it speaks of a confident expectation that good is coming our way. Now, I go on all the encounter weekends here, and I have a blast with the men on the weekends. And so many times on Friday nights, you'll see guys that are coming in. They're pumped. They're wired. They're expecting things to happen. They're expecting why? Because they went to the pre uh, the pre foundation course for it. They learned about their expectation. They learned about coming in. And yet, you'll see other men that come in there, and they don't expect. I said, "What do you expect?" Now, I don't expect anything. I just did it because my wife wanted me to be here. You know, on this, this thing over there. And, and you know what happens, though? If you expect nothing, okay, from somebody, how many know you're never going to be disappointed? <laughs> and so when they come, then they get ministered to, they get blessed, they get out. But how much more could they have gotten out of it if they would have came with an expectation? And I believe this here from the Bible. The Bible says, my soul, Psalm, Psalm 62, 5, my soul waiteth patiently, thou only upon God for my expectation is from him. How many are expecting God to do something today inside of your life? How many are expecting God to do something in the first part of the morning when you wake up? See, your expectation is going to determine the outcome of your life today. So I expect good things to happen today. I expect breakthroughs to happen today. I expect the favor of God to happen today. I expected people to come up for baptism today. I expect people to get saved today. I expect people to be delivered today. And I expect people to be healed today. And my expectation is not from what I heard someone else say, but it's from God's word himself. Because that's the confident expectation that we have in our God. And everybody said, yeah. Proverbs 23, 18, it says, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. The New Living says, you will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not disappoint you out there. And again, our hope is not just a wishing. It's not just a begging. It's not just a hoping and a praying that many people live by today. But our hope is in God. See, we possess the hope of glory, Christ in us today. We possess the hope of his calling to excel, to break out, to advance, to push forward. We possess the promises of God, for they are in us. They're inscribed upon our heart. And when we listen to them, there's something that happens on the inside that raises courage up, that raises expectation up, that stirs faith up on the inside. We possess the hope of the gospel that the good news is for all. It don't matter where you're at on the pole today, but what matters today is are you listening to God and what's your expectation? We possess the hope of a future resurrection and the receiving of a glorified body with no more aches, no more pains. Come on now. No more little wrinkles on the forehead. We possess the hope of victory that whatever hits your life through the cross and through the blood and through the person of the Holy Spirit and the name of Jesus, that victory is yours and can turn things around. That's what I'm talking about. That's the expectation that God wants all of us to have. Amen. He just jumped to point three, but I'm going back to point one. But anyway, 
It was good. I am that was fruitless. Awesome. That was, I know. <laughs> we have a very different method of <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> we worked together. That was good. Um, when we get, getting back to expecting from ourselves, <laughs> you know, when you're doing what God wants you to do, you will be where God wants you to be. And I want to read this scripture in Ecclesiastes. I love this verse. It says, Ecclesiastes 9, 11, it says, I have, now remember, this is written by King Solomon, who was the wisest man in the world at the time. And he was known for his wisdom. And he says, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always leave success successful lives. It is all decided by chance by being in the right place at the right time. And that's crucial because when you are actively <coughs> building the kingdom of God, you will be in the right place at the right time. And you may not even plan it. It might even right. look like it's by chance, but God has orchestrated it because he's orchestrating your life. Mm -hmm. I remember quite a few years ago, Pastor Rick has always had a, a dream and a vision to unite the body of Christ across Canada, to see unity with pastors and leaders across the nation. And he's worked really hard towards that goal. And God's used him to connect leaders all across the nation. And uh, one year we were down in... Um, uh, Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana, at Larry Stocksdale's church for a conference. And, we got, and he was having all his network of leaders come early, which we were part of that network. So we went down there for a dinner, and uh, they were having a, meet, a dinner and a meeting. And so we got there a little late because we had to fly into New Orleans, rent a car, and drive. So we got there a little bit late. The dinner was just about to start, and we had to just sit at the last possible place that had seats available. So we sat down, but there was one empty seat beside Pastor Rick. And so about five minutes later, another man comes in a little late, and he sits down beside Pastor Rick. Well, it turned out that that person was Billy Wilson, who was the president of Oral Roberts University. And, uh, and he sat down and got talking to, to Rick. And he was looking for, and he said, I'm looking for somebody from Canada that can help network leaders across the nation of Canada to be a part of Empowerment 21, which was a ministry that he was building all over the world. And he was getting leaders from every nation that he could around the world to work together. So that was a divine appointment. Yeah. And, and so, you know, he connected with Rick, and then, and then Rick got him in touch with David Wells and, and um, Gord McDonald, and the three of them got on board with Empowerment 21 to help network churches. And, and, um, and so now every year, the major uh, denominations and ministerials across Canada are meeting together to pray together in Jackson Point, uh, the Salvation Army camp. And so God's begun something and doing something. And so we're a part of that Empowerment 21. But that was a divine appointment. And then another divine appointment that I had, that I had, and this was a simple one. I was actually just going out one evening with um, uh, Stephanie, my friend uh, Stephanie Morris, a lot of you know her around here. And we were going out for dinner. We were going to go to a show. And so we had picked the show we wanted to go to. So we went for dinner. Then we went over to Silver City to go to the movie. And while we were about to pay for our movie... Stephanie noticed this other movie that was playing and she had really wanted to see it and had missed it because it had only been out one night at another theater and was only playing one night. And so she pointed it out to me and she said, I really want to see that. Would you want to see it? So the lady said, it's only playing tonight. It's one night only. So we switched movies, went to see that movie. 
I'll tell you, that movie did something to me. It impacted my life and deposited just a whole new level of faith for something else God wanted me to do. And so, and I'm going to tell you the story, and I'll tell you the movie and the story. How many saw the movie Mully? Anybody here see the movie? Hardly anybody. Few in the first one did. Wow, the first movie, the first uh, service, it was a few. This story is an amazing story, and it's about a young boy, started out a young boy, six or seven years old. He woke up one morning, and his whole family was gone in, from Kenya, Africa. He was in Kenya, Africa. He just woke up, and they were gone, and uh, they had left him, abandoned him. And so, you know, of course, he didn't know what to do, and he ended up living on the streets. He became a beggar, and he was stealing to feed himself, take care of himself, and he spent 10 years of his life like that. And so then when he was around 17 years old, 16, 17, whatever the time age he was, he ended up, um, somehow ended up in a church. And he heard his very first message. And this is about activating, getting a vision, knowing your sure. purpose, and finding, you know, what you're supposed to do, and then moving forward to do it. So what happened? He didn't have a vision. He didn't have a plan. He didn't know anything. He was just trying to survive. He, did, he didn't have anything going on in his life, and he didn't know the Lord. But the preacher preached a message, and the title of that message was, With God, All Things Are Possible. So Molly <clears throat> took that word to heart. He literally, you know, really believed it. And he, and, he, and he prayed. He said, God, if I can get to Nairobi, which is a four-day walk for him, I can get a job. You'll help me get a job. Because he couldn't get work anywhere. And he was just begging and stealing for food. And so for four days, he walked into Roby. Now, he's filthy dirty. He's in rags. He's got no shoes, nothing. He gets to Nairobi, and he's knocking on doors, banging on doors. And, and he's getting rejection. I mean, who's going to hire somebody looks like they're off the street, right? And so he, he's just, you know, he was getting a little discouraged, but he kept going. Finally, this woman from India um, welcomed him in and, and uh, gave him a job washing dishes and cleaning her floors just for food and, you know, a place to stay. And so then over the course of time, her and her husband just really uh, liked him. And so they began to give him other responsibilities and give him other jobs. And, and then they began to educate him. And, and over the course of time, he met his wife and he got married and had children. But then he got more and more educated and then he started his own business. And then his business was very successful. And then he started another business, and it was successful. Next thing you know, over the course of time, he became a multimillionaire. And he ended up becoming one of the wealthiest people in, Kenya. in uh, Kenya. And so he's making all this money. He's married. He's got like eight kids, and they're wealthy. They're having a great time, just enjoying life. And, and all of a sudden, God got a hold of him because he, he knew he was missing out. He was missing something. And God got a hold of him and put a burden on his heart mm -hmm. to help homeless orphans living in, in Kenya. And so he ended up giving up everything and going after the orphans. And he starts bringing these orphans home. And he had a beautiful big home. He's bringing all these orphans home. And he brought home a 1,000. And he would give them to his wife and tell her to take care of them. I said, he had a very godly wife. <laughs> and... Um, they had, and they were running out of room, and then they had to move to this other property that he had, which had nothing on it. And if you, the story is absolutely amazing. And, um, but it was all because he... And there, there's an example of God taking your history, your, 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 taking your tragedy, That's right. and using it for a testimony. Because now he, he, he realized, i got to help kids that were like me. I have to do this. And so he began to do it. Now, we're going to have movie playing here 
in a few weeks on February 25th, Sunday night. We're going to have a movie night. But this is all about somebody that had a purpose and how God brought him into his purpose, you know, doing the things that, that we've been talking about. Yeah. And yet he didn't have the education. He didn't know anything, but God had his hand on his life. He had a story for him to fulfill. And now he's changing thousands and thousands of homeless orphan kids in Africa. And it's unbelievable. Like when you see the whole story, it's a mind-blowing story. I did not see the film because it was on a Wednesday night, but uh, I heard all about it probably two, three times that same night. And so I believe it's really stirred something inside a cat. That's why I should, I think, focus on the family was the one that released that. So we're having that in for the 25th over here. The next thing, so expect everybody say expect. The next thing is what you have to understand is there's always going to be people that come. We call them dream thieves that come your way that's always going to try to kill your story, to stifle your story, to keep you in mediocrity, to keep you in average, not uh, above average, to keep you just in an average, everyday person. You're extraordinary. God has done something incredibly through the new birth inside you, and you're not natural, you're supernatural today. And God's Spirit is the next series that we're going in on that's going to take what we've been teaching here now to bring it into the empowering of the person and the work of the Holy Spirit is the next series we're going to go into. But what I want to share about right now is the dream thieves for just a moment. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season, that's the timing of God, you shall reap if you faint not. The best example in the entire Bible that I can tell you is probably the life of Joseph. The Bible says at 17 years of age, he had a vision, he had a dream, he had a story that was to be created inside of his life, and he goes and he tells it to his brothers, and how many know his brothers didn't like him, and after they heard what the dream was, how many know they hated him? And so what I've learned out there is sometimes the dream thieves could be our own brothers and sisters. It could be our own parents. It could be the ones that are closest to us. Now, that doesn't mean gives us the right to dishonor them, but how many know they can be the ones that say it's never going to happen? And so Joseph, they got jealous of him, and they ended up selling him, we know that, into slavery. And for 13 years, it was a wicked path for him to be on. It was disappointment after disappointment after disappointment that he experienced. And, and now he flees out, and now on his rap sheet is sex offender. How many know that's Joseph? He has a sex offender because Potiphar's wife accused him of rape. And how many know he didn't rape her? But how many know that he was accused of that there? So here he is now. He goes into the pit. He's in prison now. He's in jail. He's mistreated. And everywhere he goes, God is promoting him in spite of the circumstances that he lived in. So at, at th uh, 30 years of age, he gets out of the pit and he goes into the palace. But how many know the dream wasn't fulfilled at 30 years of age? It took another seven of the good years that Genesis spoke about. And then halfway into the, to the tough years is when the promise was fulfilled when his brothers came down and worshiped and, and bowed down to him. Come on now. And so we see that it actually took 23 years for him to actually come in to the fullness of the promise of God. So I believe this with everything in me. The number one challenge that you're going to have in your life is going to be impatience. Everybody say impatience. The Bible says, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart or if we do not faint. 
To give up is very, very easy. To quit is very, very easy. To say it's never going to happen is very, very easy out there. But the Bible tells us that the enemies of the faith are the confirmation that you're on the right track. The contradictions are that you're doing the right thing that come your way and come my way. I remember we started off prayer inside the city here and nobody ended up coming when we rented the Titsonia Club. It's very easy to get discouraged. I remember inviting the entire body of Christ all across Canada, and 15 guys show up out of hundreds of invitations, and yet we thank God for the 15, and God took that seed of the 15 and multiplied it in now so many times over that, and everybody said... But the Bible speaks about the work of patience. Through faith and patience, we're going to inherit the promises of God for our life. The second dream thief that you need to understand is whenever you have a dream from God, there is a real enemy that wants to steal it. Come on. And that enemy, the Bible says Satan comes immediately to steal the seed that is sown inside of our heart. Something, somebody in here today might just get stirred up, might get uh, the faith is hitting them again to dream again, to believe again that, that it's not too late, it's not too old, it's not too bad. And God could just resurrect some things inside you, but immediately there's going to be another voice that's going to tell you, oh, it's never going to happen, it's never going to be done. Listen very carefully. You need to discern the voice of God because God, listen, when it came, push came to shove for Joshua and Caleb, how many know they were 80 years of age and Caleb just stood right up in front of all of them and said, listen, dude, I'm well able to take that mountain. Give it to me. And guess what? 80 years of age, he rose up and he went and took the mountain. Come on. I believe that there's some uh, seniors in here that God's, your best days are ahead of you. But you got to learn to discern the voice of God and the voice of the enemy. Whenever you hear you can't, whenever you hear it's never going to happen, whenever you hear it, you need to say what God says, all things are possible to them that believe. And it's not determined or limited by your limitations, but it's be determined by the unlimited God and the unlimited resources that he has inside of your life. Amen? There's still dreams inside of me. There's still dreams inside of Kathy that haven't been fulfilled. But you know what? We know that they're going to be fulfilled. And then the next one is the family. I remember when God called me to the ministry and he told me to son it's time for you to prepare it's time for you to leave and I remember being told by my boss this is the most ridiculous thing ever Ricky this is what we want to do with you in the company we want to give you this here and we want to give you that there and we want to promote you and I said hey listen Sam I really appreciate it but I got to go. I, I, I got to go get trained I got to go get ready I believe that there's something more that God has on my life and it didn't make sense in the natural because I had a good job come on was making good money, had my own home, had three kids, had everything going my way, but that's not what God had for me. And so then I told my dad, I, I said, Daddy, I said, I, I, I'm going to Tulsa to school. And he's, he's, that's the stupidest thing I ever did here. And I said, Dad, I, I, I got to go. I, he said, listen, listen. He, so he took me out and he said, listen, I'll give you 50% of my businesses. I said, Dad, I don't want that. That's not what I want. I appreciate it. He said, son, this is the stupidest thing you've ever done. How are you going to survive? How are you going to support your family? What are you going to do when you go out to say, I said, Dad, I really don't know, but if God's telling me to go, then he's going to provide for me. And, and, and he couldn't get around it. He, it. It didn't make sense to him. Are you all there? But how many know there's things in the natural that don't make sense, but it wasn't about him. It was about a prompting. It was about something that was deep inside me that I knew that I wasn't ready to go in, but I needed more training, needed more development. And I did, and God supernaturally provided. And then, then it came time, time for me to leave, and I didn't have no money. 
And I said, okay, God, you brought me out here. If this is where you want me to stay, I'd be happy to stay out here in Tulsa. But I don't believe that's the plan for God because he put Canada on my heart when I went for all the interviews. And literally, there was a pastor from St. Thomas, Ontario that came and, and literally visited with me over in Tulsa. And I met with him, and he says, I believe you're the man. You're, you're the man. I want you to come to Canada. I want you to start getting your paperwork, start doing all this here stuff. And I said, God put Canada inside my heart after that interview that day. And I never thought it would be Windsor, Ontario. Okay, but God put Windsor in Ontario. You know, it's crazy because this used to be a party city before I knew Jesus. And I meet people sometimes because we used to get in the fights down at the bars. And I meet people in the greeting room and they say, your face looks so familiar. I said, yeah, in another life. (laughs) Okay, so yes, it is the crazy guy, okay. But anyway, God had a plan for my life. So you gotta deal with the contradictions of family. You gotta deal with the contradiction of friends. You gotta deal with those contradictions and obey God. And oftentimes it's those. And the last thing that I wanna share out there is the dream thesis when you lose your edge and you lose and you become sluggish. I wanna encourage everyone out there. Don't just stay where you're at today and it's not too late to go forward. But listen, stir yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. Get a hold of God's grace upon your life, not just for His forgiveness by the blood, but get a hold of His grace to empower you for the things yet that are undone that you can get done in this life. For the things that have yet been to dream that you're going to dream. For the things to be accomplished that you're going to be accomplished. I like watching that little video called the, the the, the TV thing about shark tanks. I like watching that because I see creative ideas and I see creative juices that are coming out. And Kathy can tell you, one dropped in me the other day because I've been saying, God, give me something creative that can help the kingdom advance in this here land. And I believe I got the idea now. And, and, and listen, I'm only saying that because I'm 65 and the majority of you that are here are much younger than I am, but it's not too late to dream. It's not too late to hope. It's not too late to expect. Expect your best days are not past, but your best days are ahead of you. Glory to God. Wow. You know, whenever you're doing God's will, the enemy will come in to try and discourage you. He'll bring people in, the naysayers that will say and do things. You know, I had somebody a little while ago that told me that this church is not changing anybody and we are not making a difference. How many here have had your life changed through coming here? Come on. See, when you, when you hear things like that, you've got to ask yourself, is what they're saying true? That's right. And you know what? Uh, if it's not true, just disregard it. But even when you hear those words, how many know they can, they can set you back a little bit? Because they, they get into your heart if you allow them to. And so you've got to be able to overcome because he, oh, Jesus overcame for you. In That's fact, right. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I've told you all this so you may have peace in me. Here on earth you may have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. We are overcomers. If there's nothing to overcome, then we wouldn't be overcomers. And so there's always going to be trials, always going to be tests, always going to be people that will try to discourage us. But we need to stand fast on the word of God and on the promises of God. I'm telling you, everything we've ever done here that has really impacted this church or made a difference, we had a lot of obstacles to overcome. It doesn't just happen because the devil wants to stop. Stop it. Right. Come on, and he Kat. will use whoever will allow him. 
Now, the next thing is to expect God to open doors at the right time and wait on him. And I want to stress the right time. We have a tendency to be impatient. We want things now. We want it done yesterday. And so a lot of times we get discouraged if we have to wait for things, if it takes time. And, uh, you know, and everything takes, anything good takes time. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That means while you're waiting, trust in him. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. See, God is going to lead you. He's going to show you. Isaiah 30, 21 says your, your own ears will hear him. See, he will speak to you. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. He's going to show you. Philippians 1, 6 says that I'm certain... I'm sure, I'm absolutely positive that God who began the good work in you will continue his work and it is until it's finally finished on the day when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. And so we have to recognize that the, Habakkuk says the vision's for a future time. It's for a future tra- time. And it will be fulfilled. See, we get Come in on, a Kath. hurry. And sometimes we get in God's way and we create problems. Yeah. Because we try to rush it. We don't want to wait on God. And we want to make it happen before, we're suppo- before it's supposed to happen. Abraham did that. Mm-hmm. And we got lots of problems today because of it. And, you know, but whenever we run ahead of God and we try to do it ourselves rather than wait patiently, waiting is a big part of fulfilling your dream. <clears throat> waiting for the right time. Waiting for when you're supposed to move. You know, when you're supposed to do stuff. You're supposed to be doing things. But there are certain things you have to wait. It's a process of time. And the reason it is is because God's working out you. He's doing something inside of you. He's developing you. He's growing you. He's building your character. He's making you a stronger person. He's giving you more wisdom. He's doing all of these things in the process. Because if you, get, if you do something too fast, you won't be able to sustain it. Because you won't be ready. And so, you know, you, you have to be ready. It's God's timing. Don't rush God's timing. Sometimes we think he's slow, but he's got all the time in the world and he's not in a hurry. He's, he wants results. He wants the best for you. And so that means trusting in him and waiting on him. All of this is a journey and a process. All of the factors involved, what God wants to do in our lives, he has that perfect story written out for you. And it's not going to always be easy. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be lots of, you know, things that happen. But stay the path. Stay the course. Do what you know to do. Put your hand to the plow. Be the best you can be. Make every day your masterpiece. Plan to succeed and be a blessing every day. And you will get there. Because that's what's God, what God has written about you. And enjoy the journey. So often we think, oh, I'm not going to be happy until. <clears throat> Choose to be happy today. Choose to have a good attitude today. Choose to do your best today. Choose to be a blessing today. Choose to do the right thing today. And then all of your days will be full of joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And God will move you faster towards <clears throat> where you're meant to be. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet as we break bread together. Just remember that your words are the key to your ex, to your hopes in God. Everybody decree this out loud. And when you decree it, listen, there's angels that are there to activate this inside of your life. You know what? Mike, my usher, is here. If you'd have seen this morning behind the scenes, it was chaotic for me. 
Okay, it was chaotic. I go to get the printer, I go to copy, and, and, and Kathy's running a thousand copies of one thing, so my notes never even came out. Can you say amen? I okay. had five or four hands today all at the same time. There was so many things that were going wrong, but I said, Mike, it's going to be a good day. There's something that's going to happen today that's going to be good, and everybody said amen. Start saying this together. Today is going to be the best day, the most fruitful day, the most productive day of my life. Start saying that I'm an overcomer on the inside of me. I'm not going down. I'm not getting knocked out. I might get knocked down, but I'm getting back up again because I'm an overcomer. Start saying I expect God to speak to my life. God to move in my life. God to breathe on my life. And that my life will impact the life of thousands of people for the good news of Jesus. Start saying today, I believe and I expect that my future is bright, that my family is serving God. I see restoration taking place in my body, in my mind, in my family, in my relationships in my marriage, in my home, in my church, and in Canada, I see righteous, righteousness prevailing in our land and nation. I'm not moved by what the media says, what the news says, but I'm moved by the promises of God that when darkness covers the earth and gross darkness to people, his glory will be seen upon me. God, be it done. I expect it. I believe it. And my words decree it. So be it done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm hearing that there's conversations that are even going on in your mind right now. It's too late. I'm hearing conversations going on in minds right now. I failed too many times. I'm hearing conversation I'll never trust again. I'm hearing conversation, it's too late. I'm too far. And I'm hearing another voice that's saying the opposite of the voices that you have entertained and the voices you have listened to. Those voices that you have listened to have brought you to the place of heaviness, have brought you to the place of now fear is running your life. And I'm hearing another voice saying, it's time to rise up with the spirit of faith, almighty oh, man of valor, almighty oh, woman of valor. It's time to rise up with your confidence that is not in the circumstances you're living with, but it's in your God who's living inside you. And as you listen to his voice, so you will navigate even through the troubled waters that are there. For all you can see is the polluted waters. But am I not the God that put the cross into the bitter waters at Mara and turned the bitter waters were made sweet and drinkable? Am I not the God that split the Red Sea? Am I not the God that brought you out of the pit of old? Am I not the God that translated you out of the authority of darkness and brought you in to the kingdom of my son? Do you think I'm going to leave you where you're at? Do you think I'm going to leave you hopeless? Do you think 
think I'm going to leave you with no future? No, that's not who I am. But as you apply the things that you're hearing today to your life, so you're going to see a shift. And those things that have hindered you, those things that have pegged you, those things that have held your feet down and brought the hatches of your life down will be removed. And you will see those unwinding. You will see those tightened areas of your past broken off of your life as you come in to the fullness of what I have for your future, says the Spirit of God today. For am I not God? Am I not moving in the earth today? Can you not look up and see what I am doing on the planet today? Look up and see your part. Look up from the heaviness. Look up from the discouragement. Look up from the past failures. Look up from the mistakes and see what I am saying and what I am doing in the earth. And your life shall shift out of the heaviness and depression patterns that you have yielded to and come into the glory of what I am saying and doing in the earth, says the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Break it. Break the chains of disease today. We curse the cancers. We curse the infirmities. We speak to the mountains that are before our eyes today and say, be gone, be scattered, be shattered off. We command the financial breakthrough from the seed that has gone up to the Most High God. Your law, Father God, says the law of seed time and harvest will be here till you come. So I decree breakthrough. Just as we heard from Vern this morning, how he's totally debt free and you shifted poverty you shifted the mindset off his life and his family's life and have now brought him in to the fullness so God thank you that that's first fruits thank you that's for all of us today in Jesus name Holy Spirit breathe Holy Spirit miracles Holy Spirit miracles miracles in the minds miracle in the minds right now that have been damaged miracles into the emotions that have been hurt thank you get that root out today get the root out get the poison out Get your focus once again on me. Get your focus once again on the God who hangs and lives on the inside of you. Your focus has been in the pain. Your focus has been in the shame. Your focus has been on the disappointed one. Have I not said that whatsoever things are true and pure and lovely and of a good report, my brother, think on these things and the God of peace shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus? Have not I said to think on the good things that I have done, the good things that I I have started the good things that I have done that you've seen already in your past do you not realize that I have a whole book yet to be unfolded for your future but you need to get out today of the ruts you need to get out of the pain of your past and you need to release the only antidote that I have given through my forgiveness and as you release my forgiveness towards those that have shame towards those that have caused pain towards those that have disappointed so there shall be a release and I I will push you up and bring you to the place back again of your walk with me. And out of that walk with me, you will have downloads. You will have downloads of my grace, downloads of my revelation, downloads of my spirit moving in your life. For there's a new wind that is blowing upon your life today. So get out. Get out from the oath and let the wind blow off those discouragement. Let the wind blow off those shackles. Let the wind break through inside of your 
marriage inside of your life and let hope once again arise. Let it rise. Begin to dream once again. It's not too late. It's not too late. Have I not shown you examples, even in my word, of men and women of old that dreamed and it was not too late? Who do you think you are to say that it's too late? No, it's not too late. It's just the beginning of a new day, says the Spirit of God today. But there's things that you need to dismantle from your life and thought patterns that the enemy has brought into your mind that have brought you in to a greater hindrance of the purposes and the plans that I have, says the Spirit of God. It's a new day for your life. It's a new hour for your life. And it's a new moment for your life. So shift those things that have hindered you in the past and shift in to what I have before you. And you shall see grace that's released. Grace to empower. Grace to embolden. Grace to stand. And grace to advance and move forward once again. In Jesus' name, Daddy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go with great peace and go with great grace upon your life and rise up, men of God. Rise up, woman of God, and let your expectations be from him because he will not disappoint. And everybody said amen.